Hey, it's John Richards, a cut above horror review, episode number 17. We are talking about a movie from 2019 called Haunt, which you can find on Shudder and other streaming services. Man, this is a fun one to review. So give it a listen and enjoy episode 17, a cut above horror review, Haunt 2019. Let's get modified. It starts now. Cut my life into pieces. Good evening and welcome to A Cut Above Horror Review, a podcast where we review all things horror. I'm your host Jacqueline and tonight we will be discussing Haunt from 2019. But first, let's meet everybody else on the show. First up, it's Hydraberg. How you guys what's doing? Going down, what's going down, clown? Oh <laughs> shit. Bozo over here. <laughs> I How are you guys? That. Good. How you doing? I'm good. I had a good weekend. Well, actually, we're not good, are we? We're both I'm a little sick. sick. Yeah, you too. Oh, well, you I may sound, sound sick, but I probably sound crisp because I got a new mic. You do sound crisp, actually. Uh, the quality you. of your audio sounds awesome. So fully for you. Yeah. Next up, we have John. What's up, John? What's up, guys? And yeah, Hydraberg, you sound very crisp and I'm not sick. Uh, the weather out here has been beautiful, so <laughs> I'm not going to complain. <laughs> <laughs> I got to come out there and see that weather that you're always talking about. Yes, you do. Yes, I think we did. should both go out there and 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 cast live from San Diego with us all actually in the same room for once. How fantastic would that be? That'd I think be it'll so happen awesome. someday. I don't Road know how, trip. but it'll happen. Yeah, it will actually. John, I may be there in January. Actually, yes, you said that you you have family in what Long Beach? I think you said uh, Huntington Beach. Huntington yeah, my, Beach. All right. My grandmother is eighty eight <coughs> years old now. And uh, we may be going out there to visit her. So uh, we wouldn't be too far from San Diego. Maybe we could meet up. Absolutely. Yep. You, you, all, you both have a open invitation to my place. And then we can just podcast from here. I got dibs on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, I guess I'll just sleep in my car. <laughs> oh, come on, well, Jack. I figured you'd rent a room or something. No, you get the recliner. Oh, okay. and, and, and and we'll do the blow up bed for the kiddos and everything like that. So don't worry about it. Cool. <coughs> Put me in front of the TV and I'll watch movies all night long. <laughs> exactly. That sounds awesome. Mm-hmm. So Jacqueline, this was your pick this week. Uh, we're talking about Haunt. Um, why? Well, um, it was a little bit of a haphazard choice for me, but uh, we were on this. We seem to be on this theme of clowns. We had done Hell House LLC and then we did Terrifier and uh, everything was Halloween themed for this mm-hmm. month. And I thought, well, what's another Halloween themed movie? Well, there's Haunt. We could do another creepy clown. What the hell? Why not? So, and you've never seen it. Clowns. Yeah. I've never you, seen it. Yeah. This is my that's, first time watching. That's interesting. It's yeah. a Shutter original. It is. Nice. Uh, before we get into it, though, John, do you have any news? For us? Actually, I actually do a little bit. And uh, one of our producers of this movie was Eli Roth. And I got to be honest that I'm not the hugest fan of Eli's new movies, but I respect what he does like tremendously. So uh, he's actually got his podcast out there. And I should have mentioned this a couple of weeks ago. Third season of History of Horror with Eli Roth. That's good. Out there. Yeah, it's that so it, it's so good. Um, it's just conversations with uh, directors, producers, and actors of the horror movie genre. I mean, he talked to, to Mike Flanagan, you know, of course, mm-hmm. of uh, Haunting of Hill House. He talked to Edgar Wright, 
fantastic podcast. Talk to Jamie Lee Curtis. So go check it out wherever you get it. Um, He's so knowledgeable. I love listening to him talk. And he loves the genre. He loves Absolutely. it. Absolutely. He really I does. Mean, he, Nobody he, is more enthusiastic than he is. Right. He's so Except engaged maybe with Rob Zombie. <laughs> Um, Sean didn't like that one. <laughs> that's all right. No, actually, I, I did love the Rob's pictures. Been on of, the show. I, I loved the pictures that Rob Zombie actually put up on Instagram of the characters of Herman Munster. Is it Lily Munster and Grandpa Munster? Lily. Yeah. You mean Sherry Munster? Hell, God. Oh, God. Sherry's playing Lily. But, I mean, is anybody surprised? Come on. No. Not, not really. But it, it was pretty cool because they're sitting in their uh, actors' chairs and they're just kind of looking back at the camera, which was kind of cool. I mean, that's another little bit of news. Um, if you want to own the original Nightmare on Elm Street house, you can. It's not in Ohio. The movie was, I, I, I guess, loosely supposed to be set in Ohio but it's actually in Los Angeles. You can own it for a cool $3.25 million. Holy cow. I saw that, that. That is a, that's a, that's a big ask there. Yeah. Well, the California, uh, the California market. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that's a little rich for my blood, but uh, I, I hope some other enthusiastic well, you, fan gets their hands on it. You make your money back by doing like tours of it. Oh, yeah. So I'll just throw in the 3.25 mil I've got lying around and hopefully make that back. Yeah, me too. In my savings account, I'll take care of it. Don't worry about it. Yeah. (laughs) And we cannot forget our gamers. I'm sorry. Uh, Chris Redfield and Jill Valentine going to be playable characters for the game Fortnite because of the upcoming uh, uh, new live action movie for Resident Evil. And um, okay, if you're a gamer, cool. More power to you. That's all the news I got. Power to the gamers. Yes, absolutely. Power to the gamers. Sweet. We got some gamers out there. That's fine. Enjoy. That, that's going to be I your new skin. Do it as often as I'd like to. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a time suck. I think. It's, it is. <laughs> all right. Any other news, John? Nope. I think we're good. All right. Cool. Uh, before we get into discussing haunt, I just want to say one thing about Terrifier in our conversation that we had last week. I just want to say I have spent a lot of time thinking about it and I actually want to adjust my rating. Heidelberg, are you still keeping track of the, the ratings that we each give? In the um, I sort of did. I have to go back and actually write them all down. I, I okay. started a list. I just haven't filled it all out. But okay. Yeah. I wrote it, it a down. 6.5, I believe. I did. Yeah. Um, I, I write down the scores in my notebook. So if you need any that are missing, I have those. But yeah, I gave it a 6.5 and I think... I was partly influenced by you guys a little bit. I think there was a little bit of peer, peer pressure uh, in listening to the things you guys said about it, specifically about the violence towards women. Yes. And <clears throat> I spent more time thinking about it and I started to feel like I don't really have a moral high ground to, to stand on, <laughs> like deduct eight points for violence against women. I think if we're going to start doing that sort of thing, then we're probably gonna have to stop watching horror movies altogether. <laughs> um, I mean, that's just the fact of the matter. Yeah. Uh, and so before we started the episode, I went into it planning to give it a 7.0. Okay. And I think that I kind of felt a little guilty about liking it so much, after, you know, during the course of our discussion. And so I'm going to flip that back up and I'm going to give it a 7.0 because I really like that movie and <laughs> I am not ashamed 
So. No, that works out because I'll we'll even it out. I'll give it a three point five. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. So four in my opinion. All right. Well, I'm I'm staying at a five point five because I I enjoyed it, but then there were some things that that like really kind of ugh, I. I felt uneasy about that's the reason why I gave it that low of a score. I would have gone higher, but it just kind of went into a direction where I was like, yeah, I'm not too comfortable of like, yes, this movie is fantastic. That said, I I, I watched the trailer for part two recently. I know it came out like last year, but uh, you know, I'm definitely psyched to see the sequel, the trash bags back. So (laughs) I was really upset about that trash bag. I've been laughing about that all week. Uh, yeah, You're laughing yeah. about it made me laugh when I heard it again. When I heard that part, <laughs> it was really funny how mad you got about that trash bag. It just really <laughs> cracked me up for some reason. But yeah, so I and I'm not going to claim that it's a great movie, but my enjoyment of it was very high. So I can't, I can't, in good conscience, give it higher than a seven, just because not because of any moral problems that I have with it, but because it's just not that well made of a film. You know, we talked about the acting problems and some obvious budgetary problems and the writing and stuff like that. There's basically no plot. So for those reasons, I deduct the points that I do. But because of my sheer enjoyment, I'm going to I'm going to stick with my original plan to give it a seven. So that's all I have to say. Excellent. About you know that. what? It's changed on the books. We write it in pencil. So we're good. <laughs> all right. <Thanks. laughs> no worries. All right. So um <clears throat> We, we know why Jacqueline picked this movie. So let's let's do the spoiler alert. Uh, we're going to be talking about Haunt from 2019, which you can find on Shudder or any other streaming services. If you have not seen this movie, make sure you pause the podcast. Uh, go watch it. Come back to the podcast. Find out what we thought about it. And I guess we got another segment we got to do, which is called Fucks or Sucks. Sure do. Ja- yep. Jacqueline, you picked this movie. Um, does this movie fuck or suck? I think that it basically, I think that it's a fun time. I think it's a fun watch. Um, it's got a lot of atmosphere. It's not so strong on the characters. Um, there's some, some little gripes that I have with it, but overall, I think it's a fun time. I think it's definitely worth, worth watching. Good thing to throw on in October. If you're feeling like, you know, you want to feel like you're in the Halloween spirit. So overall, I'd say it fucks. What about you, Hyderberg? Um, I think this movie fucks. I'll tell you why. Um, I think it's got an original story for the most part. You know, the haunt. Um, just the the antagonists are pretty original. Uh, I think it's got great atmosphere and um, there's some pretty decent scares and gore. Uh, the ending has some issues. Um, we'll get to that. But um, overall, I think it fucks with the Prince Albert. <laughs> That was unexpected. <laughs> well, if you see the movie, you'll understand why I said that. Yeah, I think we all saw the movie, though. Mm. <laughs> we saw the movie, and yet I still have no idea what you're talking about. Maybe we'll get to it's that. It's piercing. Yeah, I know. Okay. Maybe I saw a cut version. All right, John, does this movie fuck or suck for you? This movie fucks. I mean, this movie is, like Hydraberg said, I think it's an original thought on the Haunted House movie. Uh, just, it took, actually, the twists and turns were really enjoyable to me. Um, some of the character development kind of sucked. Um, there, there was this storyline which tied around in the end, and we'll get into that after the, after the uh, Ridge Round plot. Um, 
that bothered me, but didn't bother me so much where I was, I was just like, Hey, I had fun with that movie. So yeah. Fun's the key word, I think. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I <laughs> exactly. think so too. I yeah. think so too. Yeah. All right. Well, I know I've been waiting all week for it. John, I'm sure you have too. Mm-hmm. We need that Hyderberg reach around plot summary. Okay. All right. <clears throat> you bought a ticket. Now get in line. On the dotted line is where you sign. Screams were heard. I'm sure they're fine. Our will and strength we must combine. Through corridors of spider webs. It seemed like fun. Now friends are dead. A maze of death with frights ahead. Mass assailants fill you with dread. 20-somethings attempt to fright. On this, their last Halloween night. A clown so gruesome, he'll leave you in stitches. So dig through the ditches and burn through the witches. Now grab a tool and put it to use. This haunt you entered is filled with abuse. Hammer split your face and start from the tooth. You've got the key in the lock, now shimmy it loose. Make it out alive was your only task. Kill or be killed or take off your mask. Very nice. That was creepy. Nicely done, Hyderberg. These just get better and better all the time. All right. So, so uh, yeah, I'm going to go way past the ending. But, yes, that woman that was singing Dragula in the end credits was so good. It just felt like this. Oh, my gosh. Did you guys hear that? Yeah, yes. I, I almost want to give the movie a better score just off that one song. <laughs> oh my god, it was so good! And it's it was really just good. like like this, like like almost like a Sia or uh, Adele was singing it or something like that. And yeah. it, I was just like, I forgot she did that. <gasps> I love that that was part of your reach around plot summary, Hyderabad. Yeah. I had to put it in there. That's awesome. That that song was on my Halloween playlist as one of the tracks. You guys. It's a good one. You should. It's a very good playlist. Why, thank you. I don't watch horror movies, so I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, that's such a weird statement. I know it is. All right. <laughs> so let's, All right, let's jump into it. it. This movie yeah. was so much fun to watch. Oh my gosh. Um, Jacqueline, I think you said it in yours is maybe the characters or the acting wasn't so great. I don't um, know about the acting. I just. The, I think it's the characters more than the act. I think the acting was fine, actually. I didn't. I never felt any sense of, oh, this is shitty acting and it's pulling me out of the plot or anything like that. Right. Um, but I, I do feel that the characters were drawn a little bit thin. Like they were a little tropey. Yeah, a they, they bit. were a little tropey. I mean, the only thing we really know of any depth about any of them is our main character um, Harper. Yeah, who we find out is involved in an abusive relationship with her boyfriend and then further along we also discover that she witnessed her mom being abused by her father so it looks like she's repeating these relationship patterns right but that's her underlying stuff that's going on but didn't that bloat the 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 plot a little bit i wrote that down i think i think if they had just delved into her her flashbacks of her abusive childhood that would have served the plot just fine Right. I think having Sam be the abusive boyfriend, who's a character you never really see, it just yeah. felt extra, just enough so that he leaves his truck there at the end for them to get away. Yeah, and exactly. Just, and, exactly. But Jacqueline's right. It is a cycle that some women do go through if, or, or people in general that are abused as children sometimes end up with uh, partners that end up abusing them as well. So I Absolutely. get that. 
because her friend Bailey at the beginning of the movie is like, he's an alcoholic. He's like this. And you don't see anything. No, you don't see and it was anything. just weird because like she goes up to, to Harper's room and says, well, your boyfriend threw a pumpkin at the, at the door. Well, he yeah. doesn't do that, but he's an alcoholic. You know, it was just like, like so many of these things didn't really tie in together. And then they brought it up in the middle of the movie and the end of the movie where you're just kind of like, okay, well, why are you bringing this back? Because it didn't matter. Apparently it did. You know, and actually the, the boyfriend seemed like a good guy because he's just, just he loves this girl, but he wants to protect her. All right. No, he punched her in the face, though. She had a bruise on her face. At the beginning, the beginning. of the movie. Yeah, but, so- but you kind of forget that throughout the movie. And, wow. it, you know, not to brush by it because he yeah. is an abusive alcoholic. But it's like <laughs> like you're, you're just sitting there going like, OK, but this guy's a, a good dude just looking to help her out he's like hey i'm just looking for somebody and then boom he gets a freaking screw through his head i guess correct me if i'm wrong but i think what you're saying john is like we don't ever really see him behaving like an asshole no the only thing we ever actually see him do is drive out to try to find her you know when she's not answering his calls and so it's like it's we're told but we're not shown that he's an abusive asshole right so if it feels as though this dynamic that they have where he's abusing her, it feels like that's just kind of thrown in, like, right. yeah. uh, like very contrived. It as, feels extra. I don't know, like an, adem- an attempt to make, to give it depth or greater yeah. meaning. Well, but I don't it- know that that really, I don't know that that really lands because again, we don't see it dramatized and it doesn't, I don't think it really serves much of a purpose. <coughs> Just for yeah, him to and, leave the truck there in the end, really. Right. And yeah. and the thing is, is that you see these these very abuse, mentally abusive uh, text messages towards her at the beginning of the movie. And it, there's not much more played off of it because the flashbacks I had a problem with because they were so choppy. It was just a picket fence, a white house, this, that. And then all of a sudden at the end of the movie, you get this, <coughs> oh, my dad was abusive towards my mom and I grabbed her ring. And, you know, she has this imagination of going back up to the house and seeing her mom and worried that her dad is going to answer the door, but the dad is gone. But it doesn't, it, it doesn't play a major p- plot line in this movie at all. No. I think we're supposed to draw some kind of a connection. I, th- I think it's a little ham fisted. Like, I think a little, yeah, she says something where she, something along the lines of I grew up in a haunted house. And so I think this is supposed to be kind of a, a, a symbolic thing about facing your fears and learning to stand up for yourself and yeah. refusing to be pushed around. And it's just sort of taking the form of this haunted house where she finds her courage or something. Right. I, I don't, so, I think I, I think it's kind of shoehorned in there to try to seem deep or something. Right. And it doesn't it doesn't really feel fulfilled to me. It doesn't feel like she I mean like she fights because she has to or else she's gonna get a chainsaw yeah. on her head. Like I mean <laughs> I did like in the beginning, um, when she's getting ready to go out, <clears throat> they have Night of the Living Deads on the TV, right? Yeah. And we see we see Barbara explaining how the zombie grabbed her and in that movie barbara's weak she's a weak-willed like damsel right and then like i feel like it's in juxtaposition to harper right because she's not gonna be that character at the end of the movie 
she's going to take charge and she's going to fight for her life. Right. So, like, I feel like that was like a subtle nod. I never picked that up the first time I saw this movie. Well, when Hyderberg, I agree with you because it is public domain. So they can play yeah. that movie anytime they want to. But the, the scenes they pick from that movie, I agree with that 100 percent. It, it tied into the character of Harper. Yeah, because they focus on her right after that scene. And I'm like, oh, I made the correlation. We're like, oh, yeah, they're trying to show us that like she's not that character, although right. she's been on abused. High- what? Yeah. And also in that exact moment when they're playing that, when she's watching that clip on the screen and Barbara says, he grabbed me, he grabbed me. And she sounds terrified. That's the moment when Harper sends the text message that Bailey had typed on her phone. that yeah, says over. it's over. Mm-hmm. So I think she was hearing the voice of that character yeah. in the movie and thinking I, about being grabbed and thrown around herself. And I did like, like that. That's over. Yeah. I, 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 I agree that that was a, a nice little moment, a good, a good nod. Yeah, you'll see a lot of horror movies use Night of the Living Dead, like I said, because it is public domain, so they can use it without licensing. But sure. the way that the scenes that they used of that, they're coming from for you, Barbara, and you know, you got this. That's abusive, what everybody uses. Yeah, well, exactly. But <laughs> but the, the scenes that they used were like just actually almost perfectly placed. Of of what the character build of Harper was, or or, or like her yeah. character development of she's an abusive relationship, and then you find out later that she was an abusive family. So, mm-hmm. so now, do you guys think that they could have eliminated that part of the story about her being in an abusive relationship and the part about her dad as well, and then just I as, feel like you just as well in the movie, one of them. I feel like one uh, some type of abusive uh, trauma to her would have helped with mm-hmm. her character at least because it was it was something she overcame mm-hmm. they stumbled a little bit there was a little it was done a little clumsily and then like you said they added sam so it, it felt a little bloated yeah mm-hmm. i agree I, I i thought i thought her going under the bed is that if they would have kept the abusive father that would have made a lot more sense of the two yeah yeah and then let go of the boyfriend and then well the, sam could have just been kind of an uh, obsessive guy not an abusive guy yeah, that, that he was just he, he was kind of stalking her but he was just trying to save her so he because at the end he was a throwaway character yeah and he was like scatman crothers in the shining like his, <laughs> his main purpose is really just to show up with the snowmobile to get away yeah and that's like, true i mean and, and again if you read the book you, you know he plays you know what is it dick halloran um he plays a bigger character i i, I think the boyfriend didn't have to be a boyfriend it was just a guy that she dated a few times he just became obsessive of her always stalking mm-hmm. her or whatever but not not like a, a relationship boyfriend. Or could have even just been like a friend who said that he was going to meet up with them later or something. I, like, I just don't know. It didn't have to be something negative. Agreed. But, but the, I also thought it like somebody that could be kind of obsessed with her. They played on the costume and her being followed a little bit. Yeah. Right. Where she thought it was Sam the whole time, but it was the devil guy, I guess. Yeah. Are we supposed to How about those this, fucking this? masks? Those masks were dope. Those masks are awesome. Like the ones yeah. that are, are like a little nod to the scream mask. I feel like the ghost one. They're sort of done like cartoony looking a little bit. They're not very realistic. Right. Yeah, they're not terribly gruesome. I, they're, they're, they have a little bit more whimsy to them, I would say. Yeah, but it's like you don't know what's behind it at first. So right. it's like it sort of plays on you. And like you had said, the characters in this movie, they're not the best, but I feel like that's because the movie does focus on like the antagonists themselves mm-hmm. are the main draw of this movie. Mm-hmm. 
What were you going to say, Hyderberg? You, you started to say something like, are we supposed to believe? Um, oh, something about Sam. Or... Was this group like wrangled into the haunted house like the whole time? You know, like because she sees the, the hooded figure, the devil guy who looks like the costume that Sam just said he was going to wear, which we never actually see him in. Right. right? He's just in his regular like fucking shit kicking country bumpkin clothes or whatever. In um, his man bun. Yeah. And was, like, it a, was it a wolf costume he was wearing? Yeah, something? it was like the wolf costume, she, and which happened to just go along with the fact that she was, you know, Little Red Riding Hood. Well, so here's how I interpreted that. I thought he He's was big somewhere wolf. watching her. I thought he was at the yeah. party or outside Maybe. and saw or was watching her. And he like, I don't think he actually had a wolf costume. I think he just got like a picture somewhere and was like. Maybe. Yeah. And he was like, I'm the big bad wolf because you're yeah. saying that I'm the bad guy the whole time. Like, so this is me, right? This is my. Yeah. Or like you're Little Red Riding Hood and I'm going to come get you. <laughs> but then we see the hooded figure at the gate when she calls the lift mm-hmm. originally, and then it disappears, right? So, like, and then when they pull over to the side of the street, that haunted house sign just happens to go on. And I'm just wondering, like, were they supposed to go there the whole time? Because it didn't seem that way once they get there. It just seems no. like random. Anybody that like shows up there. They were just kind of waiting for any, anybody to show up. Yeah. Right. It, but it was the boyfriend's truck. So, I mean, it, I it mean, was. yeah, that's well, a big plot hole right there. As far as like like him kind of chasing them down, and then she tells them to turn off, and then all of a mm-hmm. sudden it lights up. So it's a big plot hole in this movie. It's very convenient. Yeah, it, it, is. it is very convenient. I assume that they that there just happened to be a haunted house, like yeah, on that street where they happen to, to turn down. Yeah. yeah, just like and you saw, Chainsaw, uh, they just happened to pick up the hitchhiker. You know what I mean? And it leads yeah. them to the <laughs> yeah. well. Spoilers for an old movie. I don't Anybody know which one you're. Uh, which one that. are you talking about? I have no from nineteen seventy four, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think I think the statute of limitations on spoilers for that movie is is up. Yeah. <laughs> I also uh, I got like straight the strangers vibes from this movie a little bit. A little bit. Just a little bit from like I don't know. It's sort of like this movie reminded me of like it was like a home invasion, but the reverse of that, right? Like so they went into these people's right home or whatever they're set up and then now they can't get out well well, let me ask you about that is because we didn't we didn't get any dialogue from the antagonist until like 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 two-thirds of the movie what did you guys think of that i liked it so did i clown in the beginning and he's just you know he shows the hands and then he takes their cell phones it gives them the waiver jacqueline what did you what did you think I I was fine with it. I thought it was great, but I am glad that we eventually did get to hear them speak. Right. Um, yeah, I think that added a lot. Uh, I, I think it, it gave us some things to, to chew on, but I was fine with them being silent for a while. It made it scarier. I think mm-hmm. it made it seem more authentic that they were at a haunted house where you know nobody would speak to you. I thought it was creepy how when they first walk up and there's the clown with the two closed fists. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously they're supposed to choose, but he doesn't say anything. And he just slowly opens one fist and then the other. And then there's nothing there. And then pulls the key from supposedly behind her ear. Yeah, the ear thing. I I thought it was cool that almost all of them talked. The only one that didn't was the the zombie slash Leatherface character with with the chainsaw. Um, But every, every single one of them talked. And it was so creepy and ominous that it was like. You know, uh, the devil. 
Mitch. Yeah. No, Mitch scared me the most. Like, like, like his makeup was so Is awesome. No, it was the ghost oh, face the guy. The ghost face, yeah. yeah. His fucking, like when he, he took off gross. his mask. Yeah. Like the first time I saw that, I was like, that is unbelievable makeup because that was practical. I mean, some of the CGI kind of sucked because it was it, it was like blood that was like squirting out. So obviously it was a, probably a little more economical to put, um, yeah. you know, pickaxe in somebody's head. And then all of a sudden you see the CGI blood because you can just throw it in there via computer. But that pitchfork kill was pretty, pretty gnarly. And that's one of the kills that you said. It has a little bit of that CGI look to it. It's real quick, but which one are you talking about, Angela? Yeah, her face. There's two pitchfork kills. Yeah, the face. That, looked, that no, looked awesome. No, there were, there was the, the other one's uh, Bailey, and she kills her by accident. Yeah, but it's still a pitchfork kill. Well, yeah, but it's just in the gut. It's not really. Well, no, that because there, there was that that hot poker thing that was well, in the head. Not, that, yeah. that that was kind of the same kind of kill. Yeah, there's so right the Right. Yeah, there is. Yeah. Um. Can we talk about the villains for a minute and some of the stuff that they say? Because I, I was a little confused. I feel like there's something that I should have been getting that I didn't pick up on. So, you know, underneath the masks, pretty much all the, all the killers have really deformed, like, like deliberately mutilated faces. And He's like so the the ghost the ghost looking killer Mitch says to um, Nathan I keep on calling him Justin for some reason Mitch says to Nathan my face is still a work in progress but I think you'll love it don't you want to see it I thought that and, was Evan that he said that too yeah he says was it I'm sorry I'm sorry my fault yeah so <clears throat> he says it to to Evan and it's I mean it's so deformed and then. At the, towards the end when there's that like intern gopher type guy who's like oh I didn't know that they were going to kill people here I'll help you get out he says something like they told me if that I they told me if I killed someone I would get my face Yeah. so what is going on here is there like a ritualistic <laughs> scarring of the faces that's like what why are they doing this well what i heard yeah what i heard was an info dump of because he said one of the guys is a tattoo artist so uh-huh. all these all these people all, all these you know antagonists are are modified you know from right. this tattoo artist and this is why they create this so obviously you don't get any information of who they are they're just sadistic killers and like like that that <laughs> that openness for me was awesome because it was just like, Hey, you know, we're going to modify our faces, but put these masks on and reveal ourselves and just be like, this is who we really are. Like the monsters are actually under the masks. Yeah. Right. So like their masks look more normal than they do. And I get that. But so to me, that makes a lot of sense for the red devil guy. You know, he's right. got all those like microdermal piercings on his face and he's got the tattoos on his face and, the implants underneath his skin. And those are body modifications that people do in real life. Like I've, yeah. I've seen people with that, mm-hmm. but what, but the one that doesn't make sense for me is Mitch because his face looks totally deformed. Like it looks like his nose has been removed. His skin looks completely, it yeah. looks as though it's been burned almost to me. It just, it's beyond the point of modification. It looks like injury or something. Well, well maybe it was an extreme modification. That's the way I took it. And again, you might be right, Jacqueline. It could just be like, you know, let's go so outlandish with this, this guy's look that, 
you know, okay, so you got to believe that. But what I believe was an extreme modification, you know, not just the spikes in your cheek or, or, or your chin, but just like cut your nose off and then, and then do something to your skin where it's like completely white because uh, the mask represent like universal horror icons, right? <laughs> Dracula, Frankenstein, the zombie, um, the devil, but also kind of like tying into modern day, you know, Ghostface, Jason, uh, Leatherface, whatever, or more modern uh, antagonist in movies that you see. So I, I thought it was an homage to both, like with the mask, with the modifications. Okay. I just, I, I was worried that I had missed something here. And it, it sounds like this is kind of a rite of passage for the killers who work there. Like the intern guy hadn't gotten his face yet, but once he kills somebody, they're going to do something. Yeah. That's one problem I have with this movie, and I, especially the first time I saw it, was when you start pulling it apart a little bit, it's like, the fuck do these people do during the year when it's not Halloween? You got a tattoo artist. Okay, fine. He he can go out and about everybody else. Like, and they have like their little intern guy or whatever you want to call him who does like their their bidding and goes grocery shopping for them. But like, what, what are they just hiding out in the warehouse all year for Halloween getting their little haunt ready? Like, and do they yeah, own like Mitch property? is definitely do they not go going from town, different state to state doing this so they don't get caught like when you start thinking about the details it's just falling apart a little bit i agree with you there's a lot of logistical problems like yeah. mitch is definitely not just strolling around target no definitely not and the clown guy too he like he takes his clown mask yeah. off and guess what he still looks like a fucking clown <laughs> i does <laughs> yeah I, it looked like it looked like scars from knife cuts but yeah, in the, yeah. Like the tip of like, his nose is missing yeah. or or burning like acid burns or something. Yeah. Yeah. Something well, like that. well, Dracula guy could have been the Renfield. I mean, just going that's out. That's what and... I was thinking. I couldn't remember the name. That's exactly so, what he is. Yeah. He's, he's the Renfield. And at some point he's going to turn into one of them. So then they need another Renfield. Yeah, absolutely. Do they pick survivors from their haunts to be their new Renfields? Like uh, that, that's what I traumatized enough from. Yeah seeing your friends die you just give in and you work with them i don't know it's weird because the guy was literally pissing his pants when when um nathan and harper found him so he took his mask off right away he's like i'm so sorry i didn't realize that they're yeah. gonna kill people but if i killed somebody they would modify my face like he wanted to do it so i thought they explained that away <clears throat> well you don't need to kill somebody to get modifications on, on your face like i understand just, it just doesn't but make sense but I'm I not think disagreeing with you. I'm just saying this movie, it doesn't, that's a detail that doesn't make sense. Right. That's true. But some of the kills were rad. Oh no, they gosh. sure were. Yeah. The actual atmosphere itself, I thought was really cool. It reminded I thought that me was an Eli Roth thing. I thought Eli just really like did a really wonderful job. It might've been the aesthetic of this movie yeah. where, where it felt like this. You know, even at the beginning of it, like where they're going through and you see the leaves falling. I mean, just at, just at the uh, title sequence of the yeah, movie. Yeah, definitely had that full Halloween vibe going. It really did. It but with, quick. when they got out of the car, you see their breath. You're, you're yeah. not, you don't feel like it's, you know, hey, it's summertime in Southern California. These guys are getting out of that, out of this um, lift vehicle, but they're breathing cold air and they're going to this place and they're all like kind of bundled up and they're like, Ooh, maybe we should have brought a bigger jacket. Not saying that they said that, but as they're going into this place. So yeah, what, they I, said, what was, 
kind of cool about the aesthetic of this movie and it's t- entirely coincidental is that like it's sort of a mashup of the last two films that we reviewed right it's you got your haunt like hill house and then it's in set in like a creepy warehouse abandoned building like terrifier and yeah. I it kind of it mashed together both those atmospheres really well i was thinking about that too Heidelberg. yeah when i was yeah. watching i was like man this is so it just reminds me of both the films that we both we watched yeah. in the past couple kind of weeks. a funny little, little yeah. combo yeah, it actually did entwine those movies very, very well. Man, what a those funny trilogy that we've had with these three clown movies. Yeah, they're not just clowns. We had a devil. We had a ghost face. We had a zombie yeah. or other ghost. This movie was not um, as clown heavy as the other two, but it did have a clown in it. Characters before, and I thought in the very beginning, I thought Evan, like I was like, this guy's such a douche. He's like, oh, he throws that drink and everything. I wanted 100%. to see him die so bad. But I'll be honest, like towards the end, he generally attempts to get his friends out and he sort of like became a little bit more likable by the time he died. Didn't he become like more most of the antagonists? Like, the, uh, and he again, was, Nathan survives. Yeah, but he was yeah, like, he I'll survives. go first. I'll try and get us some help. Yeah. Like, give me. Yeah. The, like, so I was like, wow, he's actually got balls. He actually stood up to these people and tried to defend his friends. And I was like, I didn't expect that from him uh, initially because he just seemed like a total selfish douchebag. Well, especially I since I totally agree. His costume was the human centipede. Yeah, just the front end of it. <laughs> and then Angela, I thought I appreciated was that actually. That's yeah, that's so so not so human centipede. I thought yeah. Angela was funny too. She was the nurse. And did you notice like every situation she had a cousin who did something that had to yeah. do with what I have a cousin who's a bioengineer or or well well Evan asked her <laughs> Evan asked her, he's like, How many cousins do you have? She goes, 46. Yeah. You must be Italian. <laughs> yeah, not that to stereotype or anything. <laughs> no. You, you don't have 46 cousins <laughs> yes you do <laughs> Heidelberg I had the same thought though when we first met Evan at the party I thought he seemed like a rage I thought he seemed like a rageaholic like oh. he's out in public at a party is like son of a bitch and like throws a drink and I mean things like that frighten me I don't like being around people who behave that way me neither um it's I find it really uncomfortable and unsettling like I my family is not a family of yellers, like very sort of quiet, like introverted people. <laughs> it really scares me when people act out their rage like that. And so I, I thought, oh my God, is like every guy in this movie going to be an abusive asshole? Yeah. And so, but I feel like there wasn't much consistency to his character because he was all ragey at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And then he seemed like he was going to be the funny guy. And he, yeah. was, he had a few jokes that, that made me laugh. Me too. And, um, but then by the end, he's kind of heroic. I mean, even though he doesn't survive, he's kind of heroic. He volunteers to go first. He's like, yeah. okay, here's the plan. You guys do this. I'm going to go through here and <coughs> go last or whatever. And yeah, The dude cool. had a fucked up kill, though. That was fantastic. That was, that was maybe my favorite, actually. Oh, his face ripped off? Oh, my yeah. God. Up, like, and you didn't see too much of it. It was just a flash. And enough. Enough to be like, oh. I think I, I think as happens. an actor, like if I was playing the character of Evan, that's the way I wouldn't want to go. Like the dude just uh, it was like, you know, it was like claw hammer and just getting ripped off of his skull. And that was. Oh, thank you. That was so maybe good. he survived. It was maybe good. His face reconstructed and he became one of them. <laughs> and maybe he'll be in the next movie. The sequel. Haunt Haunt part two. Two. The haunting. Electric. <laughs> well, what I liked, what the other thing that I liked about that kill is that. I don't know about you guys, but when I saw the hammer go into the mouth, I thought it was going to be 
tooth remo- removal. Oh my god, yeah. We've seen, yeah, that. So seen that in movies before. Yeah. Right. You know, where somebody removes somebody's teeth, especially with a hammer, but it was so much more than that. I bet and it Eli was Roth way beyond was like, what I was expecting. got to put a hammer kill in here. Yeah. Put it in his mouth. So that was that was like a fun surprise because I was definitely Eli- expecting something less. That had Eli written all over it because yeah. you actually saw it not all the way, but like it cut like right at that perfect scene where it was almost completely ripped off. Yeah. I liked I like Nathan's character too. I felt like they didn't play him up totally like a new love interest, but he was like, hey, a decent guy. He was like, yeah. hey, Harper, this is what a good boyfriend would be like, right? This is yeah. what a guy, caring guy would be like. And then like we see him like he he's not totally like, oh, I'm going to save the girl because he gets shot and she ends up carrying him towards right. the finish line. You know what I mean? So I thought uh, that was pretty good. Well, I thought at the beginning that she there was a little it was a little different because it was just way too convenient that she's out there. She's scared. She's worried about her ex-boyfriend coming out. And then he comes out and it's just like, Hey, you know what? Come back in. Let's come hang out with us. And she wanted to go home. So, but but, but I I thought his character that she was enticed to go into the haunt and everything. Like she was, she wanted to go home, but Nathan made her stay. You know what I mean? Yeah. She was interested. His character arc was fine in the movie. I mean, yeah, I, I didn't have a problem with it. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't. I don't want to get into a thing where just because somebody is a decent guy, then all of a sudden they're so great just because he's not like an abuser. You should sleep with them, obviously. If he's <laughs> obviously, uh, <laughs> duh. Like we don't want to lower our standards to just not an abuser, but I he did like, seem like a end, decent guy. He gives her the ring, her mother's ring. He picked it up. Yeah, that was he nice. like that little little nod right there. Like he remembered what Bailey said about the ring. Right. And that that was fine, but then it, it did this cutscene of where she's like having a dream, you know, yeah. of the, the clown the chasing clown. her, and then all of a sudden she wakes up in the hospital. And, oh my god, how dope was that? That like the, you know, she was going through the the dark room where it was like a bunch of knives and razor wire, and then yeah. you know she has to get through that, but she puts her hands in that 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 tacky oh, skin, glue yeah, stuff. Right how up. brutal was it? Like I cringed. I literally like when she pulled her hands up like one at a time, and you saw the skin ripped off. I was like, one. Oh, yeah. Play on. They should have played on that a little bit more though. Like her injury, did, like that looked so painful, and then they didn't really play on how bad it would have hurt her later. Like it would right. Really, that was a problem. He's just climbing the fence with no problem. Yeah, yeah but I, I thought like I thought that was the budget of the movie. So I yeah. I will not put a lot of blame. I I thought the way they they did that looked really good, but I get you know hey we got to rush through this or maybe they yeah. cut something out or whatever and that's fine. I I don't have a problem with like her being like okay I'm fine now. Because you see that it is a trope of every horror movie. It's like you're limping with the wrong leg, even though you put, <laughs> even though you put your heel into some rusty nails, which you're going to get uh, tetanus from. Um, <laughs> but it's fine. It's a trope. So well, then she. What's fun is that she uses those exact same techniques at the end yeah. to trap when the guy, the the clown face guy, comes to her home. She uses the exact same techniques and Home Alone's his ass. Yeah, she does. Um, yeah. I love that. Out. I'm sorry. I thought that was awesome. I, I I just thought it was a great way to wrap up the movie. Maybe you guys didn't feel the same way. I don't know. I'm I kind of felt that, that it should have. I I mean, I guess it was fun that she used the same tactic on him, but it felt a little tacked on or something. Yeah, I felt it like it should have ended when she actually goes home and her mother opens the door and she's yeah. safe. That's yeah. how yeah. I felt. Tell mom, ended. mom, you got to leave. I'm going to set up yeah. a trap for this yeah. guy. There I was zero- like, that, like she sees the waiver, 
So she remembers like, oh, shit, I gave my personal information to that guy. And, and that's all they gave you. Laughing. That's all they yeah. gave you was the waiver is like zero build to that very end. Yeah. Um, and then, we, then we hear Dra- Dragula. One small detail that I just appreciated. And speaking of Nathan, um, the the nail gun that he uses early on. Uh, so many movies use nail guns like they're fucking real guns. Right. And you just right. shoot them out about. Nail guns have a safety on the front of them. Well, you have to push it in in order to activate it, right? You push it into a piece of wood and then the nail goes in. It's a safety. I right. like that when they show him use that nail gun like a gun, he had mm-hmm. tied a piece of rope around it to pull that safety in so that therefore he could shoot the nail gun like a mm-hmm. real gun. And that was wow, just like that a small a... little detail that I noticed that like most movies don't do. And I just appreciated that. It was small, but. So you can't just shoot it into thin air. It has to have some kind of pressure. I mean, maybe older nail guns, but most nail guns that I've ever used, there's like a little thing that pushes in. You push it into the piece of wood and then you can activate the. the That is your safety. Yes. Yeah. Well, thank you for teaching me something new. I did. I know that. I've done some framing in my time and everything that does that, I'm like, it's so unbelievable. Yeah. There you go. So it's like, definitely, there's no indestructible (laughs) trash bags in this movie. That's for sure. What'd you say? There's no indestructible trash bags. In That's this good. Thank God. We don't we wouldn't want to upset you. Yeah, I don't want to I don't want to rant about nail guns. <laughs> no, Can I you just don't say have... one thing that I noticed? The yes. the, the guy that ha- was wearing the clown mask. Mm-hmm. Did anybody else think that he looked like an evil Jim Gaffigan underneath? A little bit. I thought that too. <laughs> the second right? he took off the mask, I was like, Jim? Wouldn't that be cool if he took on a role like this, like so against type, and it was really Jim Gaffigan playing this guy? Right. He's such a clean comedian that they wouldn't curse or anything like that. Being, being in a movie That's like this would be guy? awesome. Hot pocket. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, totally. <laughs> you, you, you burn your mouth as soon as they come out. Hot pockets. <laughs> what did you think about um, Bailey getting killed? Like, did you? It was like a little bit of a twist. Did you see that at all coming? I kind of love that. There was I a Dr. Mask that we didn't like. Who's this one person? We thought maybe they, they kind of made it look like, oh, the Grim Reaper must be like the ringleader or something. He's just sitting there. The way she she walked through, you know, with that mask on. Yeah, that, it, that was very methodical, that it was just yeah, like, like looking around, yeah, almost like a Michael Myers type. Again, this is like a very like like homage movie. But like the way she was walking through the, the maze that she walked through just very methodically, just looking around. And all of a sudden, she got stabbed, and it's Bailey. And you're like, oh, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah, I didn't see that coming, but I thought it was great. I thought that was a very sadistic uh, tactic by the killers to I put like a mask on too, one so of I their own and send her out there, and knowing that they would probably kill her themselves. I thought, yeah. was, I thought that was a nice twist. I didn't see it coming. Mm-hmm. What a twist. <laughs> well, you know what else I loved? It was like shortly after that was... Uh, the chainsaw guy, you hear him wherever he is, uh, but you see the kill of the boyfriend, the, 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 the abusive boyfriend, where he gets the screw through his neck and then gets his hat, head beat in by a, a sledgehammer. And all of a sudden, Nathan breaks in, but you don't realize it's Nathan like breaking through this uh, crate yeah, or whatever. Yeah, you think it's yeah, hot you think it's the clown. The hot pockets. Um, <laughs> he just wanted to give you some hot pockets, break it through the <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought snack. that was pretty rad that was pretty rad i did too because it definitely yeah. averts your expectations where you're like oh shit she's at both ends right now she's getting yeah. attacked from both ends yeah. and then exactly hot pot well, that, brings me to a, that brings me to another point which is that both nathan and evan 
were pretty awesome because they had opportunity. Both of them had opportunities to leave. You're but right. They could have left and and left the survivors behind, and they didn't. Both of them stayed to help their friends. And I yeah, because that was Nathan pretty- gets out there and then turns around when he hears the gun, hears the shotgun go off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So oh, I that's that true. Dope. That's right. Yeah. And then he, and also, he, he's the one that throws the jacket over the barbed wire. He helps her out with that. He grabs the, the bat. Dude takes a, sh- takes a shot to his like freaking Yeah, gut. he could have went over that fence with her. And he decides, no, but he, no I'm going to fight this He guy. takes his bat and like yep. beats that dude in the head and then leaves. Yeah. 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 I filed that little detail away in case I'm ever trying to escape over some barbed wire to throw a yeah, jacket, throw a jacket, over, jacket it. over it. That was a good little, that was a good little trick. I'm, I'm saving that one. Absolutely. You know what someone use. told me tonight? Off topic, if you yeah. like with Blair Witch, if you're ever lost, like or in the woods, someone told me to, I, I saw online, um, like change your voicemail if your, your phone's about to die, change mm-hmm. your voicemail to like your coordinates and like okay. or like what your situation is. So when anybody says to call your phone, that's what they'll hear. Whoa, I never thought about that. That's like a great idea, right? If you're lost in the woods, like Blair Witch or whatever, like hey, a witch is gonna kill us, and we saw some weird sticks in the fucking trees. <laughs> uh, we're at this location you know what i mean and then that's the last thing anybody hears when they call and it helps them find you i never right. thought about that but if you could do that why wouldn't you just call 911 well because you couldn't get service right you can't get can you change your own properly, voicemail you can you change your have... voicemail without service oh okay well i'm just learning things left and don't right holes in it jacqueline just go with it all right okay i'll <laughs> shut up <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> All right, so the end, yeah, let's talk about the end. So Harper traps this clown guy, just like he she got trapped there. And it was all like within a one and a half minute period. There was the glue on the floor, so his his boots are stuck, and then puts the nails on. He puts his hands through it, right? Yeah. Okay. And then all he of a sees sudden that the gun's missing because yeah. it's the dustiest house ever, and you can see like an actual yeah, where the, the, yeah, the outline of a rifle was, yeah. and she shoots him in the head, and then it goes to uh, Dracula, that beautiful version of Dracula. That song is so good. It's beautiful. It almost makes the ending better, because I don't really like the ending that much. <laughs> yeah, I want to like it. I could it. do without it. It feels yeah. forced and tacked on, like you said, Jacqueline. Why not just call the authorities? Why yeah. not just tell them that this guy has your personal information? Right. Exactly. And how long do you wait for this guy? But, but like, okay, so the clown guy lights everything on fire. And, yeah. you know, to me, this was kind of primed to be a sequel until that. You're right. Well, maybe they'll I mean, build another one somewhere else. And yeah, where they, they, you know, the clown guy burns it down. Maybe that's the tattoo artist. Burns it down and, you know, they're at the hospital and that's it. Goes to black. But no, this actually had a pretty definitive ending. I feel like that was to show, you know, how far Harper's come, right? And I get sure. that, but it just didn't work for me. Like, no, me like either. You said, it just felt it felt rushed. Yeah, yeah. I, I I guess it was again kind of in service of this idea that they were trying to advance that she found her courage or something. Yeah, but it just didn't. I, it, it didn't totally land for me for whatever reason. I feel like it was sort of out of out of keeping with the tone of the rest of the movie. It felt we had a moment earlier in the movie when it felt like it should have ended when she, the mom. I know it was yeah, just a dream or whatever, but mom, that yeah, would have been a better ending. I think that should have just ended right there. I I don't 
you know, I don't criticize their attempt to put something deeper in it and something about using a horror experience to process trauma. Now, granted, she didn't know this was going to be a real life horror situation and she didn't know she was going to end up there at the end of the night, but she did find herself in this haunted house and found herself talking about her past with her friend. And you get the sense that she's kind of trying to, to process something, you know, to process a trauma that she's been through. And right. I, I don't criticize that. I, I think, I don't know about you guys, but I think a lot of horror fans, including myself, part of the reason that we enjoy horror is it allows us to like safely experience negative emotions. Um, I think it can be cathartic for working yeah. through some real life anxieties and fears. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know about anybody else. For me, I sometimes find horror to be cathartic in processing feelings of like anger and rage that I feel would be unex- like unacceptable to express. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I think, I think we all have different emotional reasons for enjoying horror in a safe way. She thought she was enjoying it in a safe way until it wasn't and realized it was real. But I, I think that's an interesting thing to play with. I just didn't, I didn't think it was executed in a way that gave us any real meaning. It felt think- like, yeah, it felt like the studio said, this is the way we have to end this. Absolutely. Like to me, the way they set it up and, and the clown burning down everything, if she would have woken up in the hospital and saw the ring and then all of a sudden panned up to the left and then you saw the clown mask cut to black. Yeah. Then- or like, at least show us, give us an extra five minutes of like the police explaining to her, like you said there were five people or whatever. We only found four. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. And then she at least knows after she reconciles with her mom, like this guy's still out there looking for me. Mm-hmm. I agree. Maybe, Heidelberg, like, I think you're exactly nod. right. Yeah. I think you're it exactly just like right. jumps right to it. Like, oh, I went home. I saw my mom and now I'm going to tell mom what you got to stay in a hotel for five days because I think this guy's coming like. Mm-hmm. And I just happen to have a gun on the wall. Like it just felt convenient. It like, feels like it, it feels, you're right. It feels too convenient. It feels too rushed. It feels as though there should have been another half of a movie there or another act, like yeah. another 30 minute act of her, like preparing the house and having this conversation with her mom. But instead they just kind of jumped to the end part there. Yeah, I would have liked that. Cause they, they would have like duped you. Like, Oh, you think the movie's over? She's in the hospital, but, and then there's another 20 minutes or right. 15 minutes of like, Holy shit. This guy's still out there and he's coming for her. Like, Right. Well, they that definitely could have built that. I want to see Home Alone, like where Kevin McAllister is preparing the house. Yeah. That's what I. That's yeah, what I would. If they're, go, if they're gonna do that, up. if they're gonna try to trap this guy in the house, knowing he's coming, I want to see the preparations and the. Sure. I want to see them become like warriors. I want to yeah. see her turn like, to ready Lori to tackle Strode. this guy. <laughs> Laurie Schroeder. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. And, yeah. And and it felt that way. I mean, it was it, yeah, it was rushed. It was just like like okay. So she wakes up from this dream. She sees the ring, and then all of a sudden she goes, "Oh, she remembers the 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 waiver she signed. Oh, we need you to sign this waiver. That's explained away." And you're like, "Oh shit!" And then all of a sudden <laughs> the clown shows up in this like creepy free candy van or whatever it is, you know. And he's still got the fucking mask on, bro. It's not even Halloween anymore. No, not anymore. I want to see your face. Bam, cut to black. And then drag you like <laughs> She's like, take yeah. off your mask or whatever she said. Yeah, that. that's what it was. Yeah. Hey, weird random detail, like totally minute detail. When the guy with the clown mask has collected all the phones in that back room or whatever, and he's looking at all the phones, 
They say different times on them, which I thought was really weird. I didn't know. One of them said like one of them said like eight oh six. One of them said like one forty five. They had different times on really? them. Really? That was so weird. I didn't notice that because they're all in the same time zone. Yeah. I noticed they're literally the ones that all in the same room. Yeah. The ones that were locked, he put away to one side, and the ones that were unlocked, he put away to the right. Right. Yeah, but one of them <laughs> said like eight oh six p.m., and then one of them said like one forty five a.m. On November first, yeah. so it's like late, late, late Halloween night. That's, I just I can't under, I can't imagine why they would have different times. Yeah, that's a movie mistake. But and, and, sorry, Jacqueline, if this is part of your trivia, I apologize. But when they first walk in through the uh, through the garage thing, you know, the clown lifts it up. Four of them go on. I guess if you're looking at the screen on the right side, and then mm. and then you see. Um, Harper and Nathan go on the left side by oh, themselves. The danger side and the non-danger, the safe side and the unsafe well, well, side. Well, and but but then they separate, and that that kind of throws you off a little bit. Oh, but when the, they first the walk into the haunted house, is that if you're looking at the clown, like you're looking at your screen on the left side, you see Nathan and Harper come through by themselves, and then you oh. see the other four come in, like on the I other side. I didn't pick that up. I did not notice that. So it's I'll like the survivors on one side and the ones that die on the other. Exactly. Oh. So I kind of give you like, like at the end of the movie, I went, oh, wait, hold on. I just picked up on that. Uh, the survivors went on the left side. The non-survivors went on the right. Side. It was just weird to me. I felt like the witch was underutilized, too. She was very. Oh, my confusing. gosh. And she looked awesome. Like when she, she was getting in the very end, like, oh, you think the last one, you're the only one that's ever made it this far. And I was just sort of like. And she you gets really scary patch, when man. you're on the other side of the glass and then now right. or the fence. And then now, I don't know. They could have utilized her a little bit more. I agree. She was cool, to have good. a female antagonist like they were all male to have that one female who's like fucking maybe make her the leader. That would have been. Yeah. Cool. Well, she looked ancient, though, underneath her mask. She looked she did. She looked like old. a witch. She looked she like did. her mask. Yeah. 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 No, I thought it was really cool the way she branded that girl and all of a sudden the smoke screen and everything disappeared. Yeah, let's not forget there was a whole other group of kids that went through that right before them. Right. Exactly right. If that had been really a haunted house and not a real killing chamber, if that had just really been a show, that would have been a great show. Mm -hmm. It was it was haunted house slash escape room. I really like that. Yeah, Yeah, that's cool. That bedroom was creepy. Oh, my God. Yeah. Have you guys ever done an escape room? I have. Yeah, I they're have. pretty cool. Mm-hmm. They're hard. They are. I'm, I'm too stupid to get through them, so I, I won't play a lot of video games. So yeah, my my fear is my fear is that I would just like not have the mental capacity to think it through and just be like, I give up. Yeah, it's like shut up and just. Well, get a lot me of them have here. clues you can you can ask for. Oh, okay. Phone yeah. a friend. Yeah, sort of. Ask the audience. Because they're watching you. What's you two it. plus two? Four? Okay, four. Okay, perfect. We got the Want to play a game. Thank God. <laughs> All right. Um, anything else that you guys want to delve into? That's right. we're touching a lot. Time to wrap yeah. it up. All right. No, wow. I just thought it was really, really awesome the way they looked. And the unveiling under the masks was right. such a unique twist to it. Yeah, I, I thought it was awesome. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. The build up to it was really good. Yes, yes, it was. Agree. All right. Well, I guess since this was my pick, I'll give my rating first, if that's all right with you, gentlemen. Please. 
I I don't think I'll say anything new here. I thought this was a pretty slick looking movie, especially compared to the last two, the last three that we've watched. Really, this is probably the slickest looking one in terms of production value. Mm-hmm. Um, I we've talked at length about the the villains and the kills and the atmosphere all being really strong and having some good creepy vibes. Right. Um, I had a lot of trouble connecting to really any of the characters. And as I already mentioned, I thought that some of the stuff with Harper seemed contrived, like, oh, we need to give her some depth. What could happen? Oh, she's been abused. And oh, her dad was abusive too. It just felt contrived and not explored very much, but just sort of tacked on. I also felt that the ending was kind of tacked on as we've already talked about. I feel like that could have been dramatized more. A lot of the things that I have problems with have to do with certain plot points not being dramatized. We were just kind of told or thrown into something really fast. Mm-hmm. Like if we had seen some of the stuff with her childhood or if we had seen them preparing the house for the intruder at the end, I think that would have added um, a lot of richness to it that just wasn't there. And the characters themselves didn't really give me much to sink my teeth into and, and really care too much about. Like, even despite knowing this stuff about Harper's backstory, I didn't find her an interesting or engaging character. So it's hard for me to really love a movie if I'm not invested in the characters. There are exceptions to that, but as you guys already pointed out, really the, the killers are the most interesting people in the movie. So that's, uh, that's, that's a certain dynamic. Um, Much like last week's movie. Yeah, yeah, in some ways. Yeah, I agree. Um, Would I watch this again? Yeah, but I don't think it would be a frequent watch for me. I didn't find it suspenseful or frightening, really. Um, I found the atmosphere creepy, and I enjoyed that, but I wasn't, like, biting my nails, worried about what was going to happen. I wasn't looking behind me, like, ooh, wondering if there was a shadow moving behind me. It just... um, it didn't hit that like dread or suspense button for me. So it was all right. You know, it had some fun things about it. It was basically all right. So I think I'm going to give it a six out of 10 pitchforks. Mm. Mm. I like that. Who wants to go next? John, why don't you go? I always tend to go before you. And I feel like I steal some of the comments you might want to say. I guess the only disagreement I have is that this movie was focused on the antagonist. Um, you know, it's called Haunt. I think the poster indicates that that these are our main characters. I don't think you need a lot of background. I thought I thought they they harped on Harper's um, <laughs> background a little too much because it was just so bloated of having an alcoholic abusive boyfriend and an alcoholic father, assumingly um, they didn't touch on that a lot. You know, the boyfriend got killed fantastically because he got a thing to his neck. And then what was it? It was, he was uh, screwed as soon as he got there, he, he, he got a, he got a cinder block to his hand and then he got a sledgehammer to his head. So to me, that was fantastic. Um, yeah. I think, I, I think they really kind of focused on the protagonist a little too much when they should have just kept it on the antagonist. You know, Mitch was like, to me, like that was the awesomest looking thing ever because it was just like ghost face, but just, you know, his nose was missing and 
It was all practical. Um, some of the CGI was a little weak, just some of the blood spatter, but there were some really interesting kills. And I thought what they did with this haunted house was fun. And you're right, Jacqueline. There was, a, there wasn't a lot of jump scares in this. There wasn't like, like, like a lot of like, Oh my God. No, it was just more of like, Oh my God, that was dope. I mean, like, like the kills, uh, they explained a lot of things away. I like the twists of, of Bailey getting keel, killed and you didn't know who was going to live. And then like some of the character arcs of, of, you know, Evan being the guy that got out, but then all of a sudden got his face ripped off was interesting. So, you know, I, I thought this movie was, was fun. I, I do think this is a Halloween watch. I think you can watch yeah. it every single year and just kind of enjoy it. Um, I'm going to go a little bit higher than you, Jacqueline. I'm going to go 6.5 out of 10. What was it? Pitchforks? Pitchforks. Okay. I'm going to go 6.5 out of 10 pitchforks. Wow, you were so effusive about it. I was ready to hear like 8 or something. No, I mean, it's not the best movie ever. Nah. but I mean, it, it was so much fun. I, I would highly recommend this. Like every watch it during halloween you'll have a great time with it like if you subscribe to shutter you should watch yeah. this movie oh absolutely yeah, definitely absolutely. absolutely yeah worth a watch like, this is why you sure. subscribe to shutter yeah yes yeah i agree with that sure. we need to be <laughs> we're looking for that corporate sponsorship shutter we're, we're looking for sponsorships shutter come on i'm sure the shutter brass is listening to us right now mm-hmm. i know they are <laughs> yes hydroberg let's hear your rating uh, my rating is, uh, let's see here. I, I think this film has a great premise. Uh, I really like it, the set pieces and I love the atmosphere. Like, those are the things that this movie does really well. I think, like you said, the killers here, are the, they're the real draw. The, anti- the antagonists, um, they're just really interesting. Like, what, like you said, with Mitch, like, he comes across as, like, really, like, underwhelming at first like you're like oh he might be a good guy like his voice his cadence and then when he takes the mask off he's a fucking demon like he looks horrible like something out of like uh, one of the worst nightmares you've ever had and just the juxtaposition of that is like wow like that's what was under there the whole time um i think the costume design is really well done the killer's looks they're very distinct and they're scary with the mask on and then it just bumps up a notch once they take them off. And the reveal of them taking them off is like, I think it works. Like you see like these people, that's their real mask is like, and they're obsessed with that. Like you taking your mask off. Like they want to, they want to take your mask off. And it's some kind of weird ritual that they have that I wish they kind of played into a little bit more. And we understood more where they're coming from. Like maybe they're part of a cult or something like that. That would have been more interesting to me, but um. I think there's some great kills. The pitchfork one in general, the shotgun one was really good. I think this film has a pretty good sense of dread. It's not the best, but I think it starts off like with laughs and jokes at first. And then it, once the, once the scary shit starts happening, it ramps up pretty quickly. So I do like that. Um, The cinematography and the lighting, I think were really well done. They do a great job of making like this small claustrophobic building um, just it just feels like fucking dreadful. Like you're in this weird maze. You don't know left from right. And neither do our uh, antagonist. I'm a protagonist. Uh, the tension I feel like is pretty good. And I feel like it pulls it off better than movies like escape room. 
if you've seen those those uh escape the, those movies i've seen the first one yeah. i just felt like this movie does it better yeah. um i felt like the ending as far as cons it's not so good in my opinion it felt tacked on like we said we've already touched on it um i don't know maybe they should have just ended it with harper going home or tack on a little bit more and add more depth to the ending, like you said, Jacqueline, and do a little bit of a Home Alone sequence or something. Uh, the abusive boyfriend, Sam, I just he felt like a forced subplot. I think Harper having an abusive dad was enough. We could have flashed back to that a little bit and touched on that. We had that one scene that mirrors that. And that was enough to me to like show her overcoming that. And she's no longer a damsel. She's, you know, she's strong. Right. Um you know, he just leaves his truck there for them to basically escape it. That's mainly his one, the one thing he services. So, you know, that's my main gripes. I think it's a well-made movie. Uh, that said, I'm going to give Haunt, uh, John, I'm going to give it a 6.5 as well. 6.5 out of 10 pitchforks. Nice. I was hovering around a 7, but you guys talked me down a little bit. Yeah, not like that's a bad thing. I just think don't make no. the same mistake I did, Hyderberg. If you no, 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 no. Seven I, I am not. Heart, I do then... not succumb to peer pressure. All right, <laughs> when I do drugs, I do them on my own. Nice. Uh, the one thing I I do want to mention that we didn't was um, <clears throat> um, Harper in the middle of the movie, like when Devilface revealed himself. She goes, yeah, "Don't hurt me, Sam." Yes, yeah, she does. And then he goes. He, finds he looks at her like, like, like. That's when he POV. takes the mask off. He, yeah, he goes, "Who's Sam?" Yep, he found that. I, I actually liked that moment. So I did I. It was, so did it was I. almost. It, I actually found the Red Devil character to be the most engaging of the killers. Yeah, uh, like, and the most interesting to me, he seemed like he really wanted to connect with her. He really wanted to know, like, who's Sam? Yeah, he Tell was very interested about how damaged in her, you are. Her, her internal trauma, like well, yeah, well, here, like, that that you just it, let it, out, like, it, it, like almost like you're not feeding of me, off of it, like, somebody else. Yeah, yeah. like here, feeding here's off a, of what's here's, happened to her. Yeah, here's the one thing that, and it might be a part of your trivia. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> Jacqueline. Go ahead. What? Who the actor is? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Same guy from the like... Strangers. Yep, he played Same the mass killer in Strangers Two. I don't know about Strangers One. Okay. Oh, sorry. I did we not have that actually in my trivia. So good. I'm glad you, I'm glad okay. you mentioned it. What is it? Damien uh, Maffey or Maffey? Maffey? Yeah, he, 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 yeah, he's a tall, like, yeah. like, big dude. So, yeah, he was the mass killer in the Stranger sequel. That's yeah, awesome. We, we can't relate to that because we're tiny little fellas. Nobody <laughs> knows that, John. It's an audio only fucking format. I'm tall as fuck. I'm 6'2, guys, by the way. No, he's six four. I'm by built the way. like a brick shit house. Don't listen to him. He, he's oh six four. God. I'm five foot two. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm five foot ten, like Cindy Crawford. I got huge muscles. Wait, I'm the shortest one on the podcast. <laughs> what the fuck? I guess so. I thought by you were design, bro. Damn it! No, we I'm short too. Because we want to be you tall, you tall motherfuckers. <laughs> I'm not really five ten. Uh, all right, so 6.5 from both of the boys and 6.0 from me. From, from Jacqueline. Um, do we have trivia for this? I have very little trivia, so I'll just give you a couple of quick facts. Okay. Or unless, if you want to kind of do this quiz style, I can let you guess on one of these. Okay. Uh, you might already know the answer to this, but filmmaker Scott Beck and Brian Woods wrote the screenplay for this movie. At the same time they were writing this 
script. They were also working on a script for another horror movie. Do either of you guys know which one that is? John. Yes. Uh, I'm going to say Terrifier. No. Interesting choice, but no, that's not it. Hyderberg, do you have a guess? For a movie that uh, came out roughly around the same time, a little bit earlier, but they were at the same time writing another script. Uh, the Strangers, too. No, but that's also a very good guess considering the casting choice. Uh, no, it's for A Quiet Place. Oh, really? For a Quiet Place. Yeah. Wow. And then, and then, what's his name? Jim from The Office adapted it. Yeah, John Krasinski. He, he directed yeah, I'm it. sorry, I can't. He's Jim from The Office. I can't remember yeah, his name. Yeah, that's all right. I think we. You mean Emily Blunt's uh, husband? Well, yeah. My name is Jim. <laughs> sorry. Which to me is crazy because I, I, inter, I see these films as being really different, A Quiet Place and oh, yeah. Hawk, and like having really different tones. So I'm, yeah. I'm a little surprised. I was a little surprised to learn that they had the same screenwriters. Um. I don't know. A, a Quiet Place felt like such a bigger budget, kind of like just larger scope kind of a, a movie. And this was like a tiny little sort of claustrophobic story and environment. But uh, kudos to them. That's, that's good writing. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yep. Uh, production was halted during the filming of this movie when a man was stabbed on the Cal Poly Pomona campus and there was a police shooting. So production had stopped for uh... all that shit. I thought you were going to say on the set because I was going to say it's very um, with everything with Alec Baldwin. Alec Baldwin, yeah. I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, oh, no, I'm going to stay away from that one. Let Heisenberg answer. No. It sounds like it, Why it am sounds I the like guy was... who's got to fucking do the tough thing? <laughs> <laughs> Don't hate me. No, it was, not on the, it was not on the movie set, but it was on the, the college oh. campus, I guess, where they did some of those early scenes with the okay. sorority house or whatever. Is yeah. the guy okay? He didn't die, right? It doesn't say so. Let's just assume no. Okay, good. Okay, you can totally good. survive a stabbing, John. Yeah, we'll move past. It. Well, you live in New York, so yeah, they, people get stabbed here all the time. <laughs> Fun side I'm story. I'm sorry. sorry. That's a stereotype, buddy. Fun side I'm story. Sorry. When when my husband and I moved to the house that we currently live in in Florida, okay, the um the screen around the pool was all torn up, and there had been a bad storm the week before. We had to so we had to get the screen fixed. Okay, so we had this. Dude, I don't know where we found him, but we had this dude come out to rescreen the, the pool enclosure. What's that? Florida man? He, yes, he was definitely Florida man. And he looked like a mess. Like, he just, he looked really, he looked unwell. He just, uh, <laughs> it's he, called he really disheveled. Did, disheveled. He, he was very disheveled. He looked like he might not be in great health, but. And he was like walking all over the top of the screen and enclosure, like talking on his cell phone and smoking a cigarette. And we were just waiting for him to fall. We were just very anxious watching this man do his work. Uh, I mean, he just was doing so many things with his hands and walking at this great height. I'm like, oh my God, he did a spectacular job. And so when he finished, we were talking with him. We were like, you did a great job. This looks great. Thanks so much for the excellent work and da da da. And he's like, yeah, and he was talking about how he ha- he had come into some money and he'd used the money to buy a truck or something. And we're like, oh, that's that's good. And he was like, yeah, it's my stabbing money. And we're like, what? And it turns out he told us this story about how he got stabbed and he sued the person. You gotta have, everybody's got some stabbing money, right? He got- <laughs> you stashed it away. So he, 
I mean, this man, he was fine. I mean, he that's a he thing, right? No, no lasting money? effects from getting stabbed, but he just told us about how he got stabbed and then he had this stabbing money. So I don't have stabbing money, but I have slashing cash. <laughs> slashing cash. Oh my god. <laughs> so, um, I get yes, you can survive a stabbing and go on to have a successful career in pool Absolutely. screening and have some, and, some spare stabbing money left. Create over. a uh, up and coming uh, mom and pop construction business. Uh, uh, he did good all, work. The, all the listeners of uh, Cut Above Horror Review, um, don't stab yourself from don't stab yourself, let somebody else stab you, and you can be successful. <laughs> I do not condone that. I do we not don't condone that. any stabbing of anyone here on no. the show. <laughs> <laughs> so that's pretty much all I've got for trivia. But that said, I will stab you if you pay me. <laughs> for stabbing of course, you would. of course you would. Oh my God. Oh I'm from my New York, God. Right? Why would right. we pay you to stab us? For the it's settlement so- money, Jacqueline. Come on. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh my God. Oh it's my gone word. out the rails. So next week, it is Halloween week. And uh, what are we doing, guys? We're having a special episode. We will not be reviewing any specific film. So if you're following along with us, you have no viewing homework this week. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Oh, no, we definitely encourage you to watch all the movies that you can, especially if they're Halloween-themed. The last week of season. Right. So, you know, anything that you wanted to, anything that was left on your list, cram Mm -hmm. it all in now. Uh, But what we'll be doing is sort of our own personal Halloween retrospectives. We'll be oh, discussing nice. some fond memories of costumes and trick-or-treating and parties and events past, some of our favorite Halloween-oriented movies, just a little kind of roundtable chat. I got uh, goosebumps just thinking about it. I mean, just thinking about like like, like going out trick-or-treating when I was like six years old, you know, and just the costumes I wore. So, yeah, I'm really excited to talk about all this stuff with you guys and, John, and like your some personal old- memories. Those old costumes that, well, well, I mean, I'll save it for the cast, but like those little smocks with the mask, the rubber band. <laughs> yeah. Like, do they even make those anymore? You could buy the whole costume in one little box. I don't know. Jacqueline, uh, I have some pictures. Have too. Po- By the way, dig up some pictures so we could post on the socials. We should, actually. Yeah. Yeah. All if right. you have any have childhood any from, photos of you. I don't have any from childhood, unfortunately. No? It's a bummer. I have, I have a Mr. T costume of mine that would be good. I got to dig up my Casper the Friendly Ghost because I think that was oh. one of the more popular ones. Like the, the plastic mask where you couldn't breathe and you're like, yeah, <laughs> my Mr. T one is just like that. It's Mr. T's face. And then there's like the schmuck with like gold chains on it and stuff. It's so I don't I don't even know if that's acceptable. We're not going to have to cancel you for some blackface in your history, are we? I know. Remember? I was just thinking about it. I'm oh, like, don't is that, that OK don't nowadays? It was I think it's OK to be Mr. Halloween. T. I pay you fool. A team is the shit, and I don't care if that makes me cancelable. I just, I just pity the fool. I do pity the fool. I pity the fool. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to that special episode with you guys next week. And uh, yeah. All right. Let's plug the socials. Here we go. If anybody would like to shoot us an email sharing your own Halloween memories, or to ask us a question, or to share anything at all with us. You can email us at a cut above horror review at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at cut above horror. You can follow us on Instagram at a cut above one word dot horror underscore review. And you can see my dope stories. You could, (laughs) dude, everybody wants your, uh, uh, your, your wonderful stuff. I don't know. 
Um, <laughs> that went nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. I uh, you you can follow us on Facebook, a cut above colon uh, horror review. And then what we really, really like is our five star ratings on iTunes. You can listen to listen to us anywhere you get your podcast, but those five star ratings we love, right? They sure help do. us get found. Yes, exactly. Well, we'll see everybody next week. And keep it creepy.